Afternoon tea. The British hell that all men dread when their wives ask to go. Why do we need a mid-afternoon sandwich and cake monstrosity when we could have a decent lunch and dinner? Cucumbers. Awful everywhere. I don't want them on my eyes, in my water, or in a sandwich. This is why we don't have an empire anymore. But they are nice at cricket, though. This week on our ongoing quest to pick our favorite sandwich, the cucumber tea sandwich. Is it affordable, ethical, is it healthy and clean? Is it first aid appropriate, even though he's married? Is the origin true? Does it matter to me? All that really matters is celebrities. Joe will pick a sandwich now. It's his religion to figure it out. He ate the food. Jesus He'll Christ, Joe. He'll choose. Will it end up on the menu? Oh, what sandwich will he choose? Joe picks a sandwich now. Dan, are, are you going to do the accent for the entirety of the episode? Cheerio, Joe. Uh, uh, I, I dare say I might, Joseph. Do you think I can't make it the entire podcast? I don't know if I can make it the entire podcast. Just listening to me? It's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, the, it's such a good accent. That's the hard part. Uh, Mr. Joseph, as the Brits would say, I am... Um, smashed right now i've spent the day in napa valley wine tasting and uh i i think this is my new uh new dialect i i think Did somehow you? i've reset <laughs> after excessive inebriation and, and this is just how i am right now and joe uh, joseph we were snacking on the cucumber tea sandwiches while drinking wine today and I think you have I, to say whilst, whilst, whilst sipping wine. Whilst we were drinking wine, we were snacking on the cucumber tea sandwiches. And uh, Joseph, I had a cucumber tea sandwich expert among us who she said my rendition of the sandwich was delightful. So oh, oh, wow. Wow. I, I dare say it was almost a little bit of Britain in Northern California today and... Somehow the ethos of it just became amongst myself, and now it is hard to distangle what is me and what is British me. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Well, well, as as enjoyable as this accent is, I feel like we're going to have to move on from it at some point. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> if that is what you believe is necessary, my dear Joseph, well... I guess we should uh, first give our thanks to Fanwich Bez for his brilliant introduction, which was both the pro and the con, which I thought were both a, a fair side on uh, each each rendition of the sandwich, both the positive and negative, and part of our part of our British based fan base, of course. And Joe, Joseph, uh, what uh, what is your history with this cucumber tea sandwich? Well. Much like last week, I don't I don't know if I've ever eaten a cucumber tea sandwich before. I've I've done like um British high tea once in Canada. And I don't know if you've ever done it, Dan. It's very boring. My my dear Joseph, have you ever been to the motherland of uh, Great Britain? 
of course I have, yes, to see my uh, my beloved Tottenham Hotspur in action. Have you not found yourself having high tea at any point? I did not. Well, I was there. Whilst, whilst there, I did not have high tea. Interesting. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You kind of slipped into Russian there for a minute. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, dear. Uh, uh, n- n- no. Uh, no, Joseph, I did not. Uh, that I find very interesting, that it never at your point in, in uh, Great Britain, you you never found yourself having high tea, because myself, having been to Britain for uh, about a fortnight, I found myself having high tea almost every day. How long is a fortnight? Uh, oh, Joseph. Uh, a, a fortnight is approximately uh, 14 uh, calendar days. Okay. All right. Uh, so... Did you really have high tea every day while you were there? Uh, I had. I, I myself am a tea drinker, my dear Joseph. I know you are more inclined to the, the coffee, but I myself am a, a much more of a tea drinker, and I found myself much at home in Great Britain because, in Great Britain, high tea and a, a wide selection of teas is not uncommon at the various shops. It's true. In fact. I think that the last actual tea place that I went was with you in San Francisco. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I felt like I had a nice run. <laughs> wow, wow, Dan. It's, it's like a new person's emerged. I can't even believe that was you the whole time. Well, I felt like I had a nice run. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> drinking whiskey right now. I've been wine tasting all day. I, it's too much. It's too hard to keep it going the entire time. But uh, I, I did have high tea all the time when I was in England, and I felt like it was something I just had every afternoon, because it is very common. I mean, when you're in England, the concept of going to a cafe at 1pm, 2pm, whatever, getting tea, getting some sort of appetizer to go with that is 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 very common. Whereas I feel like most other places, you're just, you, you just can't get that. I mean, it's not common in America. So did you eat those cucumber sandwiches while you were having high tea? Well, even before I get into my experience with the cucumber tea sandwich, which will be, as the Brits would say, quite abridged, I picked this sandwich, and people are wondering how I picked this sandwich. And I think this is a fair criticism, because a lot yeah, of people on the subreddit are saying, you had a choice of every sandwich in the world, and I picked the it's cucumber true. tea sandwich. And yes. People, are, people are, yeah. are, are, are befuddled, Joe. They're befuddled. Yes, yes they're, they're bemused and befuddled. Bemused and befuddled, and, and I think bemused and befuddled. So I think we should take a little peek behind the curtain and explain why I picked the sandwich, and then I will get what? into my history. With I don't it. know. I don't know what curtain you're talking about, Dan. Go ahead. I mean, I, well, I don't know. My dear Joseph, before when we were in our podcast retreat in Cancun, all the long time ago, you and I had selected a list of ten sandwiches, which we thought would be the appropriate first ten sandwiches for the podcast. We both wanted to hit on sandwiches. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm peeking behind the curtain, Joe. Yeah, you're way behind the curtain now. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, am I ruining the podcast right now by exposing our secrets? I mean, maybe people should fast forward if they don't want the magic ruin for them. Yeah, this is a bit of a spoiler. But we had picked these list of 10 sandwiches. And basically, we wanted to get sandwiches that were both common enough that – we could, you know, that people would be excited about our episodes, but we didn't want to hit any of the like absolute classics until we understood what this podcast was. Like, for example, we didn't want to hit the cheeseburger, we didn't want to hit the grilled cheese, 
I mean, both of those are cheese-centric, but whatever. They're, the PB&J, right, exactly. PB&J. We wanted to understand what this podcast was, and for whatever reason, I have no idea. We were drunk in Mexico. We put the cucumber tea sandwich on the list for whatever reason. No, I mean, you're right. That's actually the part that I can't remember how, because I've, I've looked at the list, and I actually think we're basically through the list now. Maybe, well, I mean, we know how many episodes we've done. There's a few more on the list, but uh, I don't know how the cucumber tea sandwich ended up on that on that list. I don't know how it became on the list, but as I said in the Reddit when I was under assault, is that, look, we did the BLT last week. I had three BLTs in a week. I could feel it in my body, you know, even though, as we said, it's not the most unhealthy sandwich. I could feel that sodium pounding within me. I just wanted a healthier sandwich. So I I just picked the healthiest sandwich on the list. So, of course, people are like, how did you come up with cucumber tea sandwich? But to me, I just picked the healthiest sandwich on our list. And at that at that point was <laughs> like four sandwiches left. But, Joe, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you for the rest of this podcast series, I'm off the script, Joe. I'm done. Yeah, me too. I don't even know where that list is anymore. If I come, if my name comes up, I'm picking whatever the fuck sandwich I want. I don't care about the ones that we had self-selected because I'm, this cucumber tea got us in trouble, Joe. Everybody hates it. Well, they hate you for picking it. That's the worst part. I know. I don't want to be hated, Joe. That's why I tried to fake the British accent for – I can't even say accent. For, I have been drinking heavily today. Or as we say, <laughs> I'm quite smashed uh, as long as I could just to sort of get back the people who are hating. I mean they're ha- I've never seen such vitriol in the, in the subreddit, Joe. I mean the other thing that I would say that people should understand about this podcast is just like film reviewers – they review great movies and they review not so great movies and really well-known movies and really unknown movies. And like we at some point in this podcast are going to talk about bologna sandwiches. We're going to talk about That was on the sandwiches. list, Joe. Bologna right, right. sandwich was on but the list. That's the point. Like we're going to talk about every sandwich. So the fact that a cucumber tea sandwich is a thing that exists in sandwich form that is like distinct from other sandwiches means it – Eventually, we're going to talk about it. So people might as well just get used to that. I did actually have a fun time. So the one thing I will say is I made a batch of cucumber tea sandwiches. And when I was going wine tasting, I was going with a couple friends of mine, Beth and Amin. And Beth had said, when I said, oh, I brought some cucumber tea sandwiches with us, she said, oh, I love cucumber tea sandwiches. So this was great because... I didn't actually know. I made a cucumber tea sandwich to a recipe, but I don't actually know what one's supposed to taste like. And she actually had one of my cucumber tea sandwiches and said, hey, this was a, this was a good rendition of it. You know, it, everybody sort of makes one differently, but I, I at least feel like I did the sandwich justice. And I feel like you are being, I think, potentially overly negative. I think your, your preface is saying, hey, I made a bad selection, Joe. Look, we all admit. The cucumber tea sandwich was a dumb choice, but I don't think you should drag the sandwich into this, Joe. I don't think you should you should already be taking my poor decision and drag the sandwich along with it. Uh, no, I don't think that's what I meant. What what I was saying is that is that we're going to take sandwiches that are super popular and well known, like the BLT. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't comparing a cucumber sandwich to a bologna sandwich. I could see how you might you might have, I mean, have taken that from what I said. Joe, I'm as we say, quite smashed. But what I mean is just that, like, look, a cucumber sandwich is, like, a little bit obscure, a little bit not like your classic. Like, we just did a BLT and a meatball sub and whatever. Like, it's, it's, it's just different. It's a different type of sandwich. But we're going to talk about it. Now, Joe, if I, if I may put you on the spot here, 
Do you believe your hero, if anybody who listened to our previous podcasting series, we know that one of your favorite people in the world is none other than the Argentinian-born Mauricio Pochettino. Absolutely. A citizen or a resident, a resident of London. Do you think he enjoys a cucumber tea sandwich? Well, you know, he was born in Argentina and lived most of his life prior to getting a job at Southampton before Spurs in Spain. So I feel pr- like probably not, probably not. Though, 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 you know, he, he's he's reached a level of notoriety in England that he like probably gets invited to a lot of fancy teas. But like certainly Harry Kane, born and raised in, in England, is you know it's it's a staple of his diet. I'm sure it's got to be the the cucumber sandwich is to Harry Kane as the ham and cheese was to Tom Brady. <laughs> but. But that, that you're acting as if it's unhealthy, Joe. I think the cucumber tea sandwich to somebody in Britain is the ultimate guilt-free indulgence, Joe. Okay, first, we're going to s- sneak past what's my history of sandwich. None. Okay, you got it. You got me, everybody. It was my fake British accent at the beginning. Second, what's the history of the sandwich? Joe, I don't know. You know, somebody invented it somewhere in Britain. Somebody in America decided to put cream cheese in there. Who cares? Next. Wait, wait, wait. Dan, Dan, actually... You're skipping over from some stuff because I, I, I've done more research than you have because I actually know a little bit about the history of the. Uh, oh my God, this Joe! Year. This is m- my dear Joseph. This is <laughs> quite, quite a twist this, and turn in this podcast. Quite extraordinary. <laughs> I am all ears to your history lecture that you are about to present to us. Well, so I was reading about this when I was doing the celebrity Bing search, and like some of this stuff came up, which we'll get to later. But what I found out is that the history of the sandwich is not necessarily known. But what they do know is that cucumbers were exceptionally rare and expensive at the time that this sandwich became like a popular thing. So Now that's very uh, there, interesting. There I, is did a not, history, I did not note that. Yeah, there is a history as to why the sandwich is sort of associated with the British upper class. Because cucumbers were this like imported vegetable or gourd or, or uh, you know, whatever a cucumber is, uh, legume. Uh, and Well, we, we just do a sandwich <laughs> podcast, Joe. We don't actually need to know anything about the ingredients. No, no. I'm pretty sure it's technically a legume, but that's fine. I, it's got to be a vegetable. It's got to be a, an accurate description of it. I know. Well, whatever. So so it's a, it's a hard vegetable to find. So getting cucumbers, which is going to be very relevant to my celebrity section, but getting cucumbers was like this hard thing to get. And so the idea – like so so the, the cucumber sandwich was considered in like the British press that sort of like, you know, the like the downtrodden, you know, like press that's always talking shit about like the lords and ladies or whatever, the – the cucumber sandwich was like the symbol of frivolity was that you would just take a cucumber and put it in a sandwich. And also the fact that like cucumbers are sort of like worthless, like calorically and like, uh, you know, like they're not really like a How food that dare you, they're not really a food that's providing much nutrients, but they're, but they're insanely expensive at the time. So it became the symbol for the British upper class, not in like necessarily a good way. That's the history of the sandwich. That's very interesting. I mean, we'll get into that in the taste section, but it's one of the funny concepts of this sandwich to like build a sandwich around cucumber slices, which is, <laughs> is to say the least an interesting decision. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think uh, I, I give this history 
The history uh, a, that you researched. I mean, come on, Joe. A four out of ten for your lack of research, Dan. Now the sandwich is suffering. How about that? I don't mind at all. <laughs> Could the sandwich be in your regular rotation? So, Joe, this category encapsulates prep, availability, and health. So, I, I, I'm actually going to get prep and health in just one um, one quick package here. It's it's made of cream cheese, mayonnaise, and then mm-hmm. basically some spices. So, I particularly mm-hmm. use garlic powder, onion salt, Worcestershire sauce. But all of the work is being done by the cream cheese, the mayonnaise, and the bread. So... Wait, did Cucumber. you use uh, dill in yours? I did not use dill, but when I gave my cucumber sandwich to Beth today, the person who had had it before, she said, this is good, but I like mine with dill. Oh, she really is a cucumber sandwich expert. She's a cucumber. So I, I did not have the dill, but and, – and when I looked at images online, dill did seem like a very common thing to be on there. But the recipe I picked online, it did not – mentioned dill so i i don't know if i did the sandwich justice but i felt like i made a version of the sandwich which i think was an acceptable americanized a a cream cheeseized version of the sandwich which i think is different but anyways the the version of the sandwich i make which would be the full sandwich two pieces of white bread with the cream cheese mayonnaise uh mix the cucumber inside, again, the cucumber is basically adding no calories to it. We're looking at 400 calories, 21 grams of fat, 8 grams of protein, 42 grams of carbs. And as you'd imagine, the cucumber is doing nothing. All of the work is being done by the cream cheese, which is actually mostly fat. Cream cheese is not has very little protein. The bread, which is, of course, almost entirely carbs. And the mayonnaise, which is almost entirely fat. So this is, of course... I. I I don't think anybody would think a cucumber tea sandwich is a particularly healthy sandwich, although maybe I did last week when I selected it, but it is just fat and carbs. There's it's very little protein. It is not a balanced uh, meal at all. Yeah, it's it's really like a like a snack sandwich, which is not really a bad thing because I think it's sort of intended as a snack sandwich. No one like high tea isn't lunch like it, it's not instead of a meal. It's sort of like a, it's like a. It's like snack time. Absolutely, I think your the in, the intended way to eat this sandwich is I I made a version of the sandwich which literally was two full pieces of white bread, filling it with cucumbers, filling each side, and, and I actually measured how much you know cream cheese and mayonnaise mixture I put yeah. on. I think yeah. the actual version is you would have a quarter of that. You'd have a one hundred calorie snack with cucumbers and the mayonnaise a- along with tea, and it's it's a light meal. It's fatty, but it's not. If you're having a hundred calories worth, it's it's completely fine in the afternoon. If I, uh, uh, you know, like pulled out a full version of this sandwich, like to to eat for lunch, it, that would be an odd thing to do. It doesn't. That's a, that's exactly what I did today, and it was an odd <laughs> thing. It was an odd thing. Um. So so Dan. Do they sell a version of the sandwich at your local sandwich shop? I really I looked on Yelp to see the availability of this sandwich. This you literally good luck if you want to find yeah, this sandwich yeah. out in the world, Joe. I mean, if you live in in England probably or like India, probably they have them everywhere. What well, well, did you f- have any luck finding this somewhere in Seattle? No. No, not at all. Yeah. No. No, it wasn't even I mean, I guess pro- probably there are some like 
tea houses that might do like an afternoon high tea that you can get this sandwich. But even then, it wasn't like, you know, as you said, like part of like the Yelp review where someone's pointing out the sandwiches particularly. Now, Joe, I'll ask you this. Do you think you could go to Subway and have them create a variant of the sandwich that would actually do it some do it decent justice? Well, it's a good question. Yeah, it's a really good question because before this week, I would have guessed that you absolutely could do that, right? That any, you know, any place, really any deli that has cucumbers, cream cheese, and bread that you could do this. But as I made the sandwich, and it sounds like you had the same experience, like I was shocked and this gets into you know the prep a little bit. I was shocked at how complicated this sandwich. I even texted you midweek, like, what, like I thought, I thought we were doing an easy one this week, but like I had to like get out my like mixing bowl and wait, like, Joe. We're actually in the prep section, so you should talk about this. Yeah. So, so it, it, the main ingredients of of the Americanized version of the sandwich, the one we made, are cream cheese, mayonnaise, and a variety of spices. Yeah. So, you know, I use dill and lemon and salt and pepper and garlic. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 And and I sort of agree with what you're saying. Like when I I made this, I mixed the original version sort of to the degree that the website indicated, which is mix this amount of cream cheese, yeah. this amount of mayonnaise, etc. But I found the seasoning they had indicated just wasn't adequate to what I believed was necessary for the sandwich, and it actually did take quite a bit of seasoning. Like if if you don't have seasoning, you don't you don't have the sandwich. No. No, and and that was when your sister tried it. Her criticism was it wasn't salty enough, which I was surprised by because I had, like added a bunch of different spices that have salty like flavor to them, and, and so then I added more stuff to it. And and yeah, no, I mean you definitely have to get the mixture just right. I actually feel like by the end of it, my sort of like cheesy spread was like that was my favorite part of the sandwich, and I was like eating that like because I actually don't I don't buy or or cook with dill like at all really. But I kind of like dill. I think if you like dill, this is actually a really nice vehicle for it. Well, okay. So I had this friend in college who uh, she was allergic to everything. She was like very, very skinny, obviously, because she couldn't eat like like spices. She could not have any spices, like pepper. She couldn't have, right? She had like weird, weird allergies. The only thing that she could eat, the only spice she could eat was dill. And the only thing that she could do was like fry food. So she just would like she had it. She, she owned her own deep fryer. So she would just fry shit and put dill on it. Uh, so like that was my exposure to dill. That before is the a ve- <laughs> being able if you're like your entire diet is fried food with dill on it. That was basically it. Yeah, I mean that's that's honestly that's like the Donald Trump diet. <laughs> well, she was super. She was super thin. But um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that that was my exposure to, to dill before. This week it may be dill pickles, but I like dill. It was good. That's interesting. This sandwich, just on its totality, we we both made it. I think compared to something like a ham and cheese or a BLT, something where you're just slapping the ingredients together, again, no cooking is involved in this sandwich, but you do have to get the mix right. Otherwise, yeah. you don't have a sandwich. You have to get the spices right, whether you're using... You know, uh, in my particular combination, I'm using cream cheese, mayonnaise, garlic powder, onion, salt, Worcestershire sauce. And you have to get them right. And, like, I can't underestimate how annoying it was to have to bring down my mixing bowl. Or I, I don't know if you, like, beat the ingredients by hand or if, you, or if you use, like, a hand mixer. But, like, 
whatever you use, there's like more dishes involved in this than any other sandwich well, we've made so far. The one thing I will say is, of course, I, I did it by hand. Cream cheese is actually quite a bitch to like mix with other things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Again, you're, very thick. Your soon-to-be wife has a hand mixer. I used it when I was down at your house. I'm aware, but Joe, I'm not whipping – I'm not – bringing out the hand mixer to make this mix, but it wouldn't actually be the worst idea because cream cheese is like, when it comes to like out of the fridge, it's very thick and all the yeah. other ingredients are, are like mayonnaise or whatever. Right. They're very thin. So you actually, you have to, yeah, it, it you're literally like five, you are, you are, like you are saying, you're saying the reason why people use hand mixers. Yes. That's why you should have used it. Okay. So look, this sandwich is, Hard to find out. It's, it's impossible to find out. It's, it's impossible o- to find out. Of, outside of the great motherland. <laughs> the queen's realm. Uh, it's hard to find out. It is, uh, it, is, it is not unhealthy like a meatball sub, but it also provides very little nutritional value beyond its health. And it's like – it's surprisingly like, – like I just – in my mind, I just assumed that – to make this sandwich, you would put cucumbers, you'd spread cream cheese, and you'd add some spices. So that was my assumption. I think in terms of availability, this is like, Dan, this is like a one out of ten. It's wow. Like one out of ten. Wow. The only way a sandwich is going to score lower than this is if we literally can't find it. If we just can't make it, can't find it, and we don't eat the sandwich, and we just talk about nothing that week. All right. Let's get into, is this a first date sandwich i mean it's clean it's relatively odor free it also i think even with the dill on there yeah it still doesn't really smell that bad it also it also exudes a sense of refinement and sophistication a little bit of the aristocracy i i believe so i feel like uh this is actually a pretty good first date sandwich i think you impress some people with this so do you think if if one were, say, courting a princess? Duchess. Princess. A duchess. Sure. A duchess. I, I'm yeah. not exactly sure the various ranks. Yeah. A lady. If, if, if you ordered anything but this sandwich, I, I mean, I'm not quite sure if the guillotine still exists, but would, yeah. wouldn't you be guillotined if you, you – you've got to order this, right? I mean, I think you're you're mixing royals and countries, but – but your point, your point is well taken that, in fact, in some echelons of society, this might be the only acceptable first date sandwich. I agree. And look, the guillotine can, tra- can traverse the, the English channel. It can go from place to place. Maybe. I've, ta- yeah, I've sure. talked with the relevant monarchs. Okay. 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 You've done the research on this part. All right. Yeah. No, look, I think, I think this is actually – it's it hits all – the factors of a first date sandwich, other than like, I don't know where you're going to find it, but if you found it, <laughs> yeah, it would be acceptable yeah. on a first date. Yeah. Uh, look, I think, I think this is a nine out of 10 for first date sandwich. Yeah. Look, I have to, it's agree, a great choice. Joe. I have to agree. Anyway, if like cucumber tea sandwiches on the menu, you almost can't go wrong in ordering it. I mean, it's actually okay. If people take any uh, romantic advice from this podcast, if you're on a first date and if there's a cucumber tea sandwich on the menu, just fucking get it. It's a third base sandwich. Third base yeah. guaranteed. You're you're almost guaranteed to be in England. <laughs> yeah. And yep. 
And dating a duchess, yeah. You're dating somebody in the royal court. Yeah. Get the or a duke or a duke, whatever. Sandwich. Yeah, or a duke, yeah, yeah, or a duke. We go yeah. both ways. But Joe, I mean, this is what everybody's been waiting for: the dukes and duchesses, and even the common people. Does the sandwich taste good? Does it taste good, Dan? Well, uh, first of all, none of my children like this sandwich. Let's just get that out of the way. So you, so you did a mini sandwich lab. You gave it to your children. Yeah, in they fact, didn't like it. Like a few hours later, I found some spit out chunks of sandwich sitting in our bathroom sink, which of <laughs> course, like 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 most people, I don't have a garbage disposal attached to my bathroom sink, so I had to like fish it out with, with my hand. Um, uh, wow, Joe! Of course, like I the, have a garbage disposal attached to every sink. Well, you know, I we're mean, not all rich like you, Dan. Look, I mean, come that's on. just that's just part of being successful, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so, so the kids didn't like it. Uh, I felt like the thing that I felt about the sandwich is that I like the taste of the spread. I like the taste of the cucumbers. I actually love cucumbers. I found it very refreshing in a way, but, uh, maybe because the spread reminded me of a sort of cream cheese spread. Like sometimes if you buy those like cream cheese spreads that have like spices in them or like chives in them or whatever, I just kept wishing it was on a bagel, like a more substantial, like, like I love bagels with, with cream cheese and like shit on it and, and cucumbers. So I just kept wishing it was on a bagel. I kept wanting to make this a Jewish Royal food. It's very interesting that you say that because when I'm eating the sandwich and I I made the spread and I tasted the spread, you know, you, you make the spread independently of the sandwich. Right. And I made the spread and I tasted the spread and I was like, boy, this would be really good on a bagel. Yeah, no. I just and, kept wishing I had an everything bagel around the house. Yeah. And then I I put it on the sandwich, which, I, you know, I just put it on white bread. And, and I read in my, you know, obviously not as good as your history of the sandwich, because y- you had that section, that, that part of the, the sandwich is like to have the bread part as thin as possible. Like the cucumbers are supposed to be thin. The bread's supposed to be thin. It's just like a thin aroma. Like... It, you're, you're almost supposed to be just enjoying the how little you're eating. Right, right, right. But right. when you actually make the, the, the spice and the cream cheese or whatever, I actually want it on a nice thick it, – it, it actually is a spicy, delicious um, topping that I want on a big, thick bagel. You know, I want something to go with it. So look, if you took the – cucumber tea sandwich and made a variation of it that was on a bagel open face and you add some like onions and tomatoes like then i think you have a pretty good sandwich but that is that is almost so if th- that it's would no just longer be, a cucumber tea sandwich uh, it's not this anymore but it's delicious what i'm saying is my big takeaway from this is i'm gonna start mixing mayonnaise with my uh, cream cheese spread on bagels that's it there is a takeaway that I do have from this, which is exactly similar to yours. Mix cream cheese w- with mayonnaise, put a little garlic powder, a little onion salt. It absolutely heightens that. It makes it so much better. Yeah. Yeah, totally. All right. So in this, look, A plus for this uh, buttery spread, but like there's no butter the whole in there, sandwich. Joe. There's no butter in there. The A plus for the you can edit creamy spread for the cream cheese spread, Uh, but you know, like 
sort of like D minus everywhere else. I think this is unfortunately taste wise because it didn't taste bad. I didn't find it objectionable. I would say like uh, like three and a half out of ten. Three and a half. I think it's fair, and I I think from my experience with the sandwich, the keys are it must be open face. You close the face, you're in you're in big trouble. <laughs> B. I think you'd be better off with a bagel than any type of bread. See, maybe had all those Polish Jews immigrated to London instead of New York, they would have brought bagels with them. It totally would have changed everything. I think this sandwich almost co-evolved with like bagel type sandwiches. And I think they missed the obvious connection between the two of them. Well, I mean, as we heard... They just didn't have the bagel makers. Like the bagel makers were all in New York. They, yeah, not until nineteen. I mean, bagels weren't weren't a mass product until the nineteen fifties. Yeah. And of course, yeah, I mean, is it any coincidence that the person who invented the automated bagel machine was a Canadian? <laughs> he was like, "I'm sick of these fucking white bread sandwiches that that we have to eat as colonies. So let let's 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 get a bagel up in here." Hey, Joe, we need to work on some conspiracy theories for our podcast because that actually gets us a following. I can't quite tell what a conspiracy theory we could work out of this, but I guess maybe the cucumber tea sandwich should be more popular, but it isn't because... Well, it sounds like what you're getting at right now is that, like any good conspiracy, you're about to blame the Jews. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not take it to that. Let's not take it to that extreme. But, Joe, you can't argue with the facts. I mean, we did... Our people, Dan, we did deprive London of bagels. We took the technology. We moved it straight to the United States. That's right. That's right. We skipped the Brits. All right, next category. Is this sandwich a monster? Thanks to Fanwich Josh, PhD. Joe, just like, well, I would say we sort of phoned this episode in in terms of making this sandwich, but we actually didn't. No. We really... Really? No, we, we, I worked more for this episode than half of the episodes. Oh, that's really that's an indictment on you, not not this particular sandwich. <laughs> but Josh really phoned it in this episode. He Uh-oh. said, certainly some people who are monsters have enjoyed this sandwich. What better uh, oh, okay. than a cucumber sandwich and some Earl Grey tea whilst your foot soldiers crush India or Ireland under the uh-huh. boot of the empire? Mm-hmm. But is the sandwich itself a monster? No. It is a bit of cucumber on some bread. That's it. He didn't he didn't give us a monster rating. Oh, he didn't give out oh, I was waiting for the monster. I wow. think I think Josh didn't realize that there's cream cheese on the sandwich, which I'm sure he could have pilloried. Well, you know, Josh does bring up something interesting here, which is this sort of guilt by association argument, which he hasn't made before, but like uh, you know, Obviously, anyone who looks at the history of the British Empire and colonization, it's a pretty dark history. I mean, like, like it's there dark. were literally like times when they intentionally starved India. Like they like they like they like diverted ships bringing food to India, their own colony during World War II. It's pretty fucked up when you read about it. Uh, and like, do we downgrade this sandwich? Because- How dare you, sir? <laughs> We, we downgrade this sandwich civilization to the heathens. Do we downgrade this sandwich, Dan, for having been eaten while those decisions were being made? It is not up to me. It is up to you, my dear Joseph. 
But is it fair? Please, is it fair to do Please that? do not look at all the negatives our empire hath wrought. Please look at all of the positives and the civilization we have brought throughout the world. You know, somehow the drunker you get, the better your accent's getting. It just sounds like a drunk British person now. My dear Joseph, I appreciate that compliment immensely. <laughs> uh, all right. I think this is like this is like a let's say a seven out of ten. Good for the sandwich. It doesn't. It's, right. it's, it's well, a harmless I mean, it sandwich. Is, the only thing it has is cream cheese. Like there's nothing else other than the imperialism that's behind it. I appreciate it. I want more. I want more guilt by association in my is a sandwich a monster. I like it. Let's let's get to the celebrity ping search. All right, Dan. So, uh, I in my research, like I said already. I came across all these stories about how this cucumber sandwich is heavily associated with the British aristocracy. And it was just, as I said, seen as just the height of frivolity. So, uh, first of all, obviously, you Joseph, obviously the, uh, the biggest example of this is the Royal family. There's all these stories about, you know, at Prince Harry's wedding, there's so many cucumbers that were served in the tea sandwiches, blah, 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 blah. So that's all interesting. But what I did find is that the 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 most notable pop culture reference to this sandwich is, and Dan, back by popular demand from our episode where we uh, did a excerpt from Friends, which of course was covered by the fair use doctrine, so not a violation of anything. Uh, a good fair use representation of this great, the great sitcom. I would like to uh, once again um, invite listeners back to Joe Pick's theater, where we are going to reenact a scene from the Oscar Wilde play, The Importance of Being Earnest. Uh, oh, my. oh, Dan, Lord. Dan uh, let me just set the stage here. You're going to be playing Lady Bracknell. Uh, and oh, of course, oh, this play. Oh dear! Yeah, it's very. It's a good Lady Bracknell. This play was like a send up of British aristocracy. It's like making fun of high class society. That's the whole point of the play. So let me just set the stage here. So Algernon is her nephew, and he's trying to impress his aunt. Uh, and the whole first scene, he's talking about this visit, and he's bought a bunch of cucumber sandwiches. And his friend Jack is there, and Jack keeps trying to eat the sandwiches. And Algernon is nervous, so he keeps eating the sandwiches, but he keeps telling his friend Jack, these sandwiches are for my aunt. And then, of course, by the time she gets there, he's eating all the sandwiches. So we're going to start, Dan, halfway down, page 11 on your script. I'm going to be playing both Lane and Algernon, and you're going to be playing Lady Bracknell, starting with Lady Bracknell saying, I'm sorry if we were a little late. Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry if we were a little late, Algernon, but I was obliged to call on dear Lady Harbury. I hadn't been there since her poor husband's death. I never saw a woman so altered. She looks quite twenty years younger. And now have a cup of tea and one of those nice cucumber sandwiches you promised me. Certainly, Aunt Augusta. And then I go over to the table. Go ahead. Won't you come and sit here? Gwendolyn. Oh, I'll be Gwendolyn, too. Thanks, Mama. I'm quite comfortable where I am. Okay. It's me again. Algernon. Good heavens, Lane. Why are there no cucumber sandwiches? I ordered them specially. Lane says gravely, 
There were no cucumber sandwiches in the market this morning, sir. I went down there twice. No cucumbers? No, sir. Not even for ready money. <laughs> that will do, Lane. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I am greatly distressed, Aunt Augusta, about there being no cucumbers, not even for ready money. It really makes no matter, Algernon. I had some crumpets with Lady Harbury, who seems to me to be living entirely for pleasure now. And scene. There we go, Dan. That was the greatest pop culture reference to cucumber sandwiches. Hey, how many decades ago was this book written? Oh, uh, I think like. Early 1900s, late 1800s, somewhere in there. It's like a good 100-year-old, 120-year-old play. 1895, Joe. Hey, that was a pretty good guess. That's right. Look, 120 years old, but that... that Still as fresh as ever. That... So relevant, and it, it, it that solves the entire history of the sandwich. We know it's at least been around for, for 120 years. So, Joe, your celebrity Bing search is none other than Oscar Wilde. I mean, that's got to be good. That's a huge endorsement. Uh, I'm going to say, I mean, I mean, for your, for your portrayal of Lady Bracknell alone, it's like an 8 out of 10. Wow. <laughs> My dear Joseph. <laughs> My dear Joseph. My dear Joseph, I do. I, my dear Joseph, that uh, that is just. Oh, 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 oh my, oh, oh my so goodness! Nice. Oh, this wow. is too wow. much. This wow. is too much. I, I, I do not need this much praise. I'm, I'm just uh, do my craft. Uh, and my dear Joseph, let's let's put the cucumber tea sandwich uh, on the cutting board as you Americans call it and uh, see if it goes on the menu or on the compost heap as we we are proud to say in uh, Britain we we compost 90% of our disposable goods unlike you Americans but uh, let's see where this sandwich goes uh, my dear Joseph all right lady Bracknell go ahead give me your uh your best argument. Well, my <laughs> my dear my dear my dear Joseph, in my haste to get home from wine tasting, I did not remember to write a <laughs> idea about the sandwich, so I will say right now off the top of my head the Cucumber tea sandwich, more like the. This isn't for me sandwich. <laughs> because this is a fabulous sandwich and I don't dispute its historical significance and everything it has going for it in terms of its health and its. Relative ease to make, but it just isn't very good. 
It's not that good of a sandwich. If I took these same ingredients and put them on a bagel, I think it would be better. If I took the cucumber out, I think it would be better. And, my dear Joseph, I believe this sandwich, though, it is such a part of my culture and my heritage, belongs more so in the compost heap than it does on the menu. Look, I'm going to say this sandwich, great celebrity endorser. I gave you a, a softball a softball this week. You better blow me out of the park, Joe. <laughs> Not a monster. Uh, and it's just, it's just that it's too, it's too unavailable. It's too hard to find. And honestly, it just doesn't taste good enough. So I'm going to say cucumber sandwich, more like boo-cumber sandwich. <laughs> Uh, I totally Boo to that, Joe. Yeah, you're. Thank you. I appreciate you complimenting my pun. No, uh, I was saying boo worms, actually. <laughs> boo. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I just learned a great recipe for a cream cheese spread that I will gladly put on a bagel anytime. Uh, so this will be going definitely on the compost heap. Wow. Harsh but fair. All right, Joe. I've been told that you have a specialty lunch pail for this week, so let's open it up. Let's see what we got. Dan. It's a new segment, Dan. Something that I call sandwich court. Give me a bang of the gavel, Dan. That doesn't sound like a gavel. Look, That's fine. Pretend look, it was a gavel. Hold on. How about this? That work? No, that's like the law and order sound. Okay, that's yeah, that's what I was going for. Dun dun. Uh, so look, the sandwich world has a lot of debates in it, and a lot of those debates are stupid, Dan. They're like, "What is a sandwich? Is this a sandwich? Is not a sandwich?" I think there are a lot of really good debates in the sandwich world. A lot of really interesting debates that need to be figured out. So, uh, we we happened on Reddit to have someone bring to us, and actually, I happen to think this 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 case is a little bit. Uh, uh, easy, but happened to bring to us uh, a long-standing question. Every case is as equal as every other case. We do not play favorites. So here's how sandwich court is going to work. I, I'm going to bring up an issue, a debate within the sandwiching world, and I'm going to give arguments for and against just as I see them out in the world, right? I'm not going to pick a side yet. Then you and I as the two justices of the sandwich court, which really like we're the right place to bring this to, because as we found, there's no other sandwich podcast. So if people need to set, settle a sandwich debate, who else is going to decide this for them? So it's just us, Joe. It's just us. So we are the two justices. If we do not have a unanimous decision, then of course it's a split court in which case it goes to the appellate court, which is our Reddit page and we'll have a vote and people can actually decide it goes to the people. So, I think I have a fairly easy sandwich court decision today, but maybe, maybe not. Let's bring it up. So on Reddit, Dr. Poppycock asks, Dan, we have an office debate. This is about the BLT last week. He says, he or she, I don't know, Dr. Poppycock. They say, we have an office debate as to whether or not cheese belongs on a BLT. 
Can you help us solve this? Now, I'm going to give the arguments the way that I see them because coincidentally, that same week after this comment, I was talking to someone in my office and they had a BLT. So of course I said like, well, how's that BLT? And the person said to me, uh, yeah, it's really good. It's very melty. And I'm like, melty, what are you talking about? Oh my goodness. And he said, well, yeah, there's cheese on it. It's like super melty. It's really good. So here's, here's, here's the argument why, why it's not okay for us. We'll give that one because it's a little bit more obvious. We talked about it last week. It's called a BLT. It's not a BLTC. The minute you add cheese, it becomes a different sandwich. It might be a great sandwich. It might be better than a BLT, but it's not a BLT. It's a BLTC. That's the argument uh, that one would make against why cheese is allowed on a BLT sandwich. The argument for it is that there's a lot of other things that you could put on a BLT and it'd still be a BLT. Like, for example, mayonnaise. It's on a BLTM. It's on a BLTMB. You put Correct. bread on it. Hey, look, mayonnaise is part of a BLT. Nobody disputes that, but it's not no in the name. No one disputes that, right? Right, and, and right, and it's not in the name. And, and don't cheese, look, as a, as a sandwich judge, I I will say, you know, to all of sandwich court, that it, nobody disputes mayonnaise is on a BLT. It's in the record that mayonnaise it, it, it is a factual finding of this court already that mayonnaise is on a BLT and it is not a named ingredient. Absolutely. Cheese, particularly as as was the case here, melty cheese, because of the sort of potentially liquefied nature of it, is more like mayonnaise, more like a liquid condiment than it is like a uh, added named ingredient, like avocado, for example, uh, which I don't think this court disputes that that would be a BLTA. So Correct. we could also list that as a fact. So that cheese is more like mayonnaise and someone else posted they like to put mustard on their blt well i wouldn't say that mustard would have to be named to be on a blt so so i think that mustard is probably like mayonnaise where it's allowed it's just it's a variation but doesn't make it not a blt so that's the argument for that's the argument against order in this sandwich court we here are deciding the case of random listener versus Joe picks a sandwich podcast. And we are deciding whether cheese is a valid addition to a BLT sandwich. Bailiff, 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 remove the drunk British woman standing in the back. Has everybody heard the, the uh, pro and con the affirmative and negative? What, what would you say in court? We've made our closing arguments. The, 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 the defense and prosecution both rest. We have heard the arguments both for and against the motion, and we, the sandwich justices, will make our decision. So, Justice Dan, what do you rule? Cheese is not an acceptable addition to a BLT. If it was, it would be in the name. I'm sorry. Cheese is not mustard. Cheese is not a condiment. Cheese is an absolutely critical part of a sandwich. It cannot be added to the BLT without the name changing. I hereby rule the BLT cannot and will not suffer the addition of cheese and maintain its name. Well, Dan, 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 don't slam the gavel down yet. We have to have 
a unanimous court for this to be a decided issue. Otherwise, it goes to the people. That is uh, my ruling. That's and your ruling. As Thank in, you. In, in, Thank in, you. In my half of sandwich court, the right half. I don't so, mean that. I don't mean that is the correct half. I mean I'm just on the right side of the bench in my imagination, and you're on the left side. I have made my ruling, and I'm a very confident justice. So I sort of, after I make my ruling, I go like this: uh, Justice Mizrahi, I have spoken. I now send it to you with my gavel. <laughs> oh my god, you would be a terrible judge. I have spoken. Uh, look, look, uh, I. I hear the plaintiff's argument. I hear why you just want to add cheese to your sandwich. Cheese sounds great on a BLT. I mean, frankly, I find it odd that a BLT doesn't have cheese. I want to try one with cheese. It's probably even better than the BLT. Uh, but it's but it's then a BLTC. I mean, that's why we have BLTAs. Look, look, there are so few sandwiches that have the ingredients as spelled out in their name as a BLT. Most other sandwiches, I would probably agree. And I'm sympathetic to the plaintiffs. You can add cheese to it, but you can't add cheese to a BLT and still call it a BLT. It is now a BLTC. I concur with Justice Dan's opinion and this court has now officially ruled. (laughs) All right. That banging of this thing hurt me. I need to, I'll I'll need to make myself a gavel for future episodes. Sandwich court has ruled cheese cannot be added to a BLT for it still to be a BLT in a unanimous decision. I think that's fair, Joe. I think it's fair. So I, if anyone else has issues that they'd like to bring to Sandwich Court, you know, bring them up in the Reddit forum or, or you know, email them or, or whatever. Post Honestly, them anyway. Call I think Dan. we should get rid of the lunch pail and only institute a Sandwich Court only segment. That's fine. That's fine. All right. Send well, us your Sandwich Courts. Send your Sandwich Courts. Ideas to sandwich court at joepixpod.com. You send us a question, Joe and I will rule on it. And now, everybody's favorite part of the podcast. Let's pick next week's sandwich. Our stupid 10 sandwich thing is thrown out the window, Joe. We are both yeah. free to decide whatever we want. So, we're going to go to joepixpod.com slash wheel. We've got the listener where I think it's right now exactly balanced. Between Wait, but it's not balanced between the listeners though they still have no a ways no to no go. the listeners is still a, a tiny slice but it's possible they could I would add things to the listener wheel but I've got no uh, additions to it I had actually an in person addition to the listener wheel today but oh. unfortunately that's not good enough I, no in person does not count that's right does not count all right Joe let's spin the wheel see what we get all right since everybody's hating on me I'm gonna root for the listener wheel all right. Fans, I'm rooting for the listener wheel. Go, Spinning. Go, go, go. Oh, that's go. not going to be the listener wheel. Oh, no. Maybe, oh. maybe, maybe. Oh. oh, you got that block of Dan over there. I, I do have it. Well, you had the block of Joe that it just missed. So it is me. This is exciting, Joe. So I'm going to delete this segment of the wheel. And now, boy, the listener wheel, the listener really has a shot. It's still mostly Joe now on this thing. It's now mostly Joe. But a little bit of me, boy, I've won what three weeks in a row. Yeah, and you and you picked so well too. Well, Joe, I'm throwing off the shackles of the stupid list we made, and I am picking a fucking classic. I'm I'm oh. so excited about next episode. I almost can't contain myself, Joe. Let's hear it. I am picking the 
peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Dan. I have too soon. We're not ready. It's done, Joe. It's done. Wow. Wow. It's done. I am so excited for the sandwich. I love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I can't I believe love it. Making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I love eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Let's go for it, baby. Now, Dan, here's an important question: Are we separating a creamy peanut butter and jelly sandwich from a crunchy peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Joe, we're gonna try to analyze as as many variations of the sandwich as we can, and we'll talk about it next week. I mean, the deep tapestry that is the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. This may be our longest episode yet. I'm excited, Dan. Dan, you you literally, I. I know your psychology so well after three seasons or two and a half seasons, I guess you got so pilloried and besmirched by the sandwiches that you've just gone for the most popular choice you can. You're just, you're just such a, uh, you know, you, you're, you're so needing of love and admiration that you had to go for the peanut butter and jelly. Well, you've, you've delved into my psyche completely, <laughs> Joe. I don't like the fans yelling at me. I want them to support me. Who? If any fan dares to insult the PB&J, I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to see it. And you know what, Joe? Look. You're like you're to- like Donald Trump at the State of the Union trotting out uh, <laughs> things that pull better than him. Uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> by the way, Dan, I, I, I was uh, remiss in not asking you, um, how are you uh, holding up in this national emergency? I, I, I should have asked Look, right at the start. Joe, being, okay? only a, being only a scant 400 miles from the border <laughs> – my, we're living in terror every day. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Do you have do you have like your windows boarded up like it's a it's like a zombie apocalypse and you sit there with your like sawed off shotgun? Yeah, Look, just Joe, watching I don't, the door. I don't want to give the full details of my defenses <laughs> for my house, but yes, what you're saying is about right. Look, believe me, you don't want to be coming in my house. You know, unwelcome. There are booby traps. That's all I'm saying. But but look, Joe. National emergency aside, this cucumber tea sandwich aside, we're missing. It it, it gave it a good shot. But look, it's time to put away the bread until next week. Joe Picks the Sandwich is part of the Joe Picks Podcast Network. To listen to all of our podcasts, go to JoePicksPod.com or join the lively discussion on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Joe Picks. If you want to talk about what we got right or wrong about the cucumber sandwich or if you have a strong opinion about next week's sandwich the peanut butter and jelly sandwich oh who doesn't who doesn't have a strong opinion leave a comment on the writer page or email us at sandwich if you have a case that wants to go to sandwich court email us at sandwich court at joe special thanks to superfan josh for his research his book, Red Meat Republic, is on bookshelves everywhere this May and is available for pre-order on Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Also, thanks to Superfan Jeff for the theme song. Leave us a five-star rating in the iTunes store so others can find this podcast. Joe, see you next week. Cheerio, Dan. Cheerio. Cheerio.